0: Well, hey everybody! Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, it's Josh and and Carl. Yeah. Uh, I just I love yeah, that. Well, that I, I I, like I, that. I said, it's
1: see now there's no suspense, right? So uh, before you didn't know who who you're going to be with, but now that the, there's the video, there's yeah. the video. They can they can the suspense
0: is gone. It's. But I, I I'm good with it. Okay. So I'm so good with it. In fact, uh, Carl said I wasn't allowed to uh, to put my feet up on the table if I didn't wasn't wearing shoe wear. So I brought my slippers from home. Yeah. Yeah. This is happening. It, it, slippers. This good, is happening. Good choice. Moccasins. Good choice. Yeah. All right. So this week uh, we started a brand new series seven seven uh, and it's all about the seven miracles of Jesus that he does to show us who he actually is. He gives every every miracle gives us an insight into who Christ is and proves that he is God, which is pretty, pretty amazing. And so Pastor Marvin started yesterday with the turning of water into wine. Yep. Yeah. Which is I just the sermon yesterday for me, it was a it was so good. I, I it was one <laughs> of the best sermons I've heard him preach ever like, even the way he, for me, it was this idea that here's this Jesus who tells his mother, who's at this, who's at this wedding, they're running out of wine. This could be very embarrassing for the, for the bride and the bridegroom. And his mom says, Jesus, I know you can do something about this. And his response is, is, is harsh. I I feel is, is harsh. Like woman, right. Why are you bothering me with this? (laughs) This is not my problem. Right. I came to party like everybody else. Right. And, but the very fact that he takes these cleansing basins and fills, gets them to fill the whole thing with water and they turn into wine and it's better wine than what was at the start of the party and everyone's so impressed. And not only is the bridegroom and the bride's reputation salvaged, Mm -hmm. but it's like these people what, wow. yeah, these are like this is amazing. Um, that got me just that he would say, basically through his action, look, the old system is is done. Hmm. This is the new kingdom. Hmm. This is what the new kingdom looks like. And then Pastor Marvin's whole, oh man, this this blew my mind from <laughs> the wine to the whip right. and how both stories yeah. coincide together. yeah. Well, for those that didn't
1: hear it, Give us a little, give us a little, oh. uh, give us a hint as to, well, to...
0: what I will say is if you didn't hear it, go to the website, uh, uh, look under resources and you'll find media, hmm. uh, which is the sermons. Go watch the sermon. Like it was, it was awesome. Hmm. But the idea basically from the wine to the whip is here's jesus saying from the subversive kingdom like like uh, this is not what my kingdom is going to be about anymore this ritual cleansing right now it's going to be you know about joy and feasting and because now i'm with you yeah and then he moves into the temple where here are these people uh these merchants that are actually taking advantage of poor people Mm. so People would take their, their animal sacrifices, bring them to the temple. The priest would say, mm, not good enough. And then they would have to go purchase another animal who had no, no wrinkles or blemish okay. or whatever it is. And they would get taken advantage of because of pricing. Mm-hmm. But on top of it all, there was this particular station for poor people that if you couldn't afford an animal, you could buy things like a pigeon, for example. Okay, And so so these pigeons, were priced so exorbitantly that poor people were totally taken advantage of for the sake of religion, for the sake of following their God. And Jesus, I love the fact that the scriptures are so clear on what he did.
1: Hmm.
0: He sees the whole thing. He leaves. It says, fashioned a whip. (laughs)
1: Like, I mean, that's not just a, like, that's intentional. Like, okay, I'm going to go leave. I'm going to make myself a whip.
0: Like, yeah. Right like you ever watch the old movies where people like it, old movies from the South and they're like, "I'm, I'm going to find me a switch." right. I feel like that's what he went, he went and did, like sure. went and you know found something and was just fashioning it and was like, "I'm, I'm going to get these people because yeah. I cannot believe they're taking yeah. advantage." Yeah, And then it says he went back in and just went crazy, yeah Not, well, just was so indignant about right. the injustice, yeah, that he did something about it. So, like, when I say that, what, like, how does that help you in your understanding of Jesus? Like, for you, when I say he fashioned a whip, went back in, he's saying this is not the the kingdom that, the kingdom that you think it was. That's not it anymore. Right. This is what it looks like. Yeah. And now he's overturning tables. Well, yeah. I mean, and the interesting thing is, is... Uh, like
1: I'm trying to remember, how many other times do we see that that side of Jesus? Hmm. Uh, you know, even even when he's faced with some of the people that have people that have done like horrible, horrible, horrible things, he doesn't he doesn't respond that way. No, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't um, go after. I mean, he calls. I remember. I think he got mad at the Pharisees and stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that's for a similar reason, yeah. right? So it's interesting how um, the things that anger God. Seem to be a lot different than some of the things that that even maybe we as a church get angry about, um, and the things that we make a big deal of, uh, and and the things that maybe what what Jesus actually gets, up, you know, upset about, mm. maybe we should be more upset about.
0: Well, like so, so I read a post uh, this morning actually by um, a woman named Tegan Bombay, and so her, mm. and her husband were actually, uh, well, her husband was on staff. And they, you know, they're great folks. They're at South Point Church now in in Stonebridge. Yeah, great great church. Yeah. Great church. Great church. church. And um, Tegan just wrote how she ended up going to church in like a toque and some sneakers Mm. yesterday. But how it gave her anxiety because of something that happened in 1995, like walking into a church and, you know, somebody saying a little girl should look very cute in dresses and like, because Jesus loves it or something like that. (laughs) uh and i had a similar experience growing up too like um i remember the first time we ever went to church ever like we had never stepped into an evangelical church setting whatsoever right uh so my dad woke up woke us up one day and said hey we're going to church I'm like, oh, okay <laughs> so you know he said get dressed nicely okay great so i put on ninja turtle suspenders uh, which, done. yeah, so Nicely they were they done. were amazing. It yeah. was Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo was on the back. I don't know where Leonardo was in the mix. I don't remember okay. exactly. Okay, but I uh, showed up at Sunday. School. I don't. Mind, I don't think my parents know this even. <laughs> I showed up to Sunday school, <laughs> and the woman looked at me and said, "Oh, we're glad you're here. But can you uh, can you like take off those suspenders?
1: Are you serious?" And I
0: and I said, oh, "Okay." And she said, "Because." The Ninja Trolls are demonic. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> you and me both shoot. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I she must've saw my face. Cause I was just like, what? Yeah. First of all, what's the demon? Right. Like, I don't know what demonic means. is day means. one here. This is yeah, day I, one. I don't know what demonic <laughs> means. And second of all, mm, they're the best. Yeah. Like I'm convinced that they're the best. And I just, I remember it just really bothering me. And for a long time it was, that that to me was what um, really set off a whole. I this is weird. Yeah, yeah. Because how how could you not like these people? Like there was not even any coaching around it. There was nothing else. I remember even I think it was a few weeks, weeks later. Green Day had come out with Dookie. Wow. And I mentioned it. Yeah. And she was like, "That's that's awful. <laughs> that's awful." And. <laughs> like what yeah this was a song yeah. this this was the song of of the day of the day it, yeah, was it was amazing yeah and i i think you're right like we got caught up in things that god doesn't necessarily care about as much as here are these people over here being taken They're advantage, taken advantage of. of yeah and he, he is in he is indignant about it
1: yeah yeah uh and i mean i think into the to the church's credit i feel like I know when I was growing up there was a lot more there was a lot more emphasis on on some of those those things. I think we've we're doing a better job in some ways, but I I still do think that uh yeah, we we get up in arms about a lot of things that Jesus probably wouldn't be and maybe we're not as yeah, we're not as hard or you know really careful about the things that he is um and and that because i think that's you know that's the thing we're prone to those things as people we're prone to the religiosity right but um,
0: why is that what what is it about real religiosity that attracts us
1: well i mean i think when you can when you can check boxes um and and you can and you can look at a list of things and go well okay so i've covered those things good to go Mm -hmm. good to go um i think the the thing that that jesus proposes is so much harder you can't police it you can't you can't weigh it against each other you can't you you can't give it a grade uh and i think that that's hard for for people in general in like all like period but then in the church as well i think it's hard because how are we supposed to know where where you know where you're at spiritually if we mm-hmm. can't check a box, a list of things? Um, and then, um, and again, you know, in terms of you know, the church is no different than the world in in terms of how we seek power. I think too, and then a lot of times, you know, Jesus was against that, and we struggle with that because we want power uh, wherever yeah. we are, in, in in whatever place we are. And I think I think the tendency is to. Is to want to do that, and 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 unfortunately, I'm sure in many in most cases it's not an intentional, um, you know, abuse of 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 people and and position, but I think it 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 happens, right?
0: So not intent. So t- two things, I think. One, I mean, the beauty of the the basins with the wine mm-hmm. is Jesus is literally saying, "This day is over," right? Which is so clear like once you, once you get explained mm-hmm. as to wh- what the point is right it is so clear that that whole system of judgment like the the check marks the boxes yeah. all that stuff it's so over and i know that will make people feel uncomfortable for sure because it's like well but you know how do you know if if you're if if you're pleasing god right well what does the bible say for you to do Just do that. Yeah. Love God, love people. And everything within the biblical text falls within those two categories. So how are you love like and even the idea is I think that part of it is we're we're trying to do the check marks
1: Mm.
0: or check boxes so that we feel better about our standing with God instead of understanding if we've accepted Christ, Mm -hmm. we are in good standing with God and now everything we do is to please Him. Right trying to please somebody versus trying to gain their love is two different things. Yeah. And I think the the, the nice part about the check boxes is you can, I'm on the right track. I, maybe he'll love me enough. Right. Or maybe I'm worthy enough to be loved because of look at all the good things. And my thing is here is this God who had put stars in the sky. Hmm. How could he, like, if he says he loves you, he loves you as much now than he ever will. Right. So why, why this game? And then second of all, I think when it comes to the, um, the, the whip side of things, like, I think it should caution every religious leader, every Christian leader to make sure that they are not making barriers for people to get to God. Hmm. Yeah, Like the very violence that Jesus uses against a system that held people back from getting to God should be an indication that if there is a leader, there are leaders, a system of religiosity that creates barriers for people to get to God, then it should... (laughs) Jesus hates it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I know in terms of how he... Uh, referred to the pharisees uh, as you know vipers and like, yeah. like that's like the strongest language Ooh. he ever uses right oh, yeah? and i and i think actually if i'm not mistaken some of that would actually be like you know that's really harsh language mm-hmm. even you know as far if you if you're to translate that properly so you know he reserves he reserves that for for those people and, and for those situations. And the things that I think we get, you know, we get angry and, and whatever about, uh, you know, it's interesting. I don't think he, I don't think he
0: ever did. And so obviously we should be paying attention. To but him. But just, I mean, just think about it, right? Like we have people that hold picket signs that are against everything. Yeah. And say, you're going to burn in hell because you're doing this stuff. Right. And yet... Even the book of Galatians, Paul says twice, if anybody is all about legalism, Mm -hmm. let them be accursed, twice. Wow, yeah. Right, you have this one idea where, because it's easy to deflect and point at the whole world and say, oh, all these people are bad and awful, so you're all going to hell, and yet Paul is very specific, and Jesus, according to his actions, is saying, this is not okay taking advantage of people, hurting people, um, misusing people, um, making barriers for people to get to God, that stuff is actually going to keep you out of the kingdom too. Wow. Yeah. So what does that mean? I'm curious. What does that, I wonder what that looks like today.
1: And I, know, we're not naming names we're not, we're not pointing no, things no, out, no. but no. like, how, how do you, how
0: do you make sure that
1: you're, you're not doing that? You're not involved in that.
0: Well, I, See, I think a big part of it for for all of us is to understand, like, the Holy Spirit's really good at his job. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, he's really good at his job. Yeah. But the problem is, is especially as, you know, church leaders, me included, I think for a long time, we just assumed that people were stupid. Like, oh, they won't get it unless I spell it it out for you. People are not dumb. Yeah. Like, people know when the holy spirit is convicting them like they might they might confuse it for condemnation right but that's that's a leader's job to share like "Mm, actually that's the spirit trying to make you better yeah so it's not condemnation it's conviction and he's just trying to make sure that you grow yeah in understanding and in likeness to Jesus. Like that's fine. Like that's good. He and disciplines it, those he loves. Right. And it's a, but it's a tonal difference still between totally how I think
1: it's often done and how we see Jesus doing it. Cause yeah he didn't he didn't just say, you know, to the to the woman at the well or all those people, like, no you're fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, no. But how he said it was very different than how
0: he how we talked to the Pharisees. Oh yeah. It was a lot of truth and grace together. Yeah. And I, like, I, I just think in, in today's church world, like if we're looking at barriers, yeah. some of it is even the extreme grace portions. Okay. So it's like when you basically tell people you can literally do whatever you want. Right. And Jesus doesn't care. Well, that's not true. Right. Just like I can't do whatever I want because there's things that I do that Carrie cares about. Hmm stuff that you do that amanda cares about it's true it's true and so you make decisions based based on the relationship that i'm in right so to say like oh no it's all good and like you know his grace just washes over thing and i and i think that's where paul says like well if (laughs) should we continue to sin then right no you don't because out of the relationship of love that you have with God. You say, "Mm, there are certain things I'm going to stay away from, stuff I'm going to do, because I know it actually pleases him when I don't. Right. Okay, cool. But the barrier can be, look, he doesn't care. Hmm. Well, (laughs) he doesn't care. Yeah. What do you mean he doesn't care? And we all know, and we all know, you know, anybody that's watching this is a Christian. Sin is actually a separation from God. So if... If you know that he cares about it and we act like he doesn't care about it and we continue to do it just like we don't care, then that creates a barrier. Yeah. Whether knowingly or unknowingly. Right. And then I think there are still these like checkbox things. Right. Like how many times a week do you go to church? And, you know, how often are you playing the newest, uh, you know. <laughs> Christomland. one in, Christal- in your car. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, how many how many days a week are you reading your Bible? Um, you know, all of this, all of the check checkboxes to yeah. identify whether or not you're a good Christian, those still exist yep. in so many different ways, and there are some communities that still um, say if you don't meet these checkboxes, then you're either not a Christian or you're a bad one, hmm. and that creates barriers to God. It's not a gracious like, all right, well let's work on it or like let's yeah. move towards it or like let's actually concentrate on stuff that doesn't that matters yeah um you know like so i i don't know if i've ever given this example but in newfoundland for example when we were pastoring there there was a guy i don't think so yeah so tell us so there was a guy um like the traditional thing in newfoundland is really to um when you want to get saved you come to the altar still still to this day call still still in many spaces especially in rural areas in the bay um, that's still a big thing. So there was a guy that he was there, and he just said, you know, he's talking to people that was there, that were there, and so they came to me and said, Pastor Josh, like this guy wants to get saved.
1: Mm.
0: And I said, all right, and I didn't lead him to the altar. Bit I said, oh, I just want to talk to him. So we went downstairs to the basement, and I'm and I'm talking to him, and I said, so like, so what's holding you back? He said, well, 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 boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my son, you know, I always oh, still smokes. Still smokes. And I said, What? And he goes, Oh yeah, I smoke. I can't get saved until I, you know, until I stop smoking. And I just remember looking at him and I went to Ephesians 2 and I just said, Okay, well, let me let me break this down. Yeah. You're saved by grace through faith, Alone. not by works yes. that anybody should boast. Right. I said, Does it say you're saved by grace? Stop smoking. Yeah like it doesn't say anything like that and he said well no it doesn't and i said well listen i'm pretty sure that if you smoking is not good for you just like eating 10 10 big macs a week is is not good for you um proven by <laughs> supersize me but you know i said if this is something that you want to get rid of you're not going to be able to do it on your own like right. you actually do need jesus right. help It's coming to Christ first, and He can take care of that for you with you. Mm -hmm. And He His His fist clenched, really, and He got really angry, and He started to shake, and eventually just like ran out the door. And so so the next I was like, okay, well, all right. And so then the next time I saw him, we were, I was doing an internment at, uh, at the local funeral, at the, lo- at the local cemetery. Yeah. And he was there. And I remember it was snowy. It was, a, it, was, it was winter. And I'm walking back towards my car. And all I can feel are two hands on my shoulders. And he's trying to throw me into the snowbank after I just finished this internment. And, uh, and, he, and I turned around. I kind of got off me. I said, what, what are you doing? And he said, as long as you're the pastor at that church, I will never go back there. And what? Yeah. What? <laughs> and the reason was because I took away his excuse for why he couldn't become a Christian. Oh. But that whole system had created this idea that you cannot become a Christian if you smoke. Like unless you give it up. Right. Only then can you are, are you now good enough or are you now cleansed enough right, or on the way to being cleansed. To actually love Jesus properly. Wow. And for him, that was not only a barrier, it was an excuse. Right. Because the minute you take it away, well, now he's got to confront the reality of, well, right. I have yeah. to I have to choose this, whether yeah. whether you know Jesus is the lunatic or, or Lord, one or one or the other. Right. And I just remember that being a very significant moment for me mm. where it was like even when you try to take away religious systems. Yeah people are so ingrained in wanting to be good enough yeah. or using it as an excuse as to why they are not good enough that they won't come to Christ.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, that's that's I think obviously what sets Christianity apart. And uh, you know, you always hear people talking about this free gift and all these things and it, so it should be just as easy as accepting it. But mm. but it's amazing how hard it is to accept something free sometimes, right?
0: Yeah. So, but, or we don't we don't inherently like that. No, but that's the beauty of what Jesus did with the basin and right. you know from the, with the wine and the whip. Right, is that he shows us, look, this system is done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is my kingdom. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm here. You don't need ritual cleansing now, right? Because I'm here. Right. I'm doing it for you. Through what i did on the cross amazing hmm. and then over here i'm not going to put up with people holding other people back from god
1: hmm.
0: which should be a warning to the church definitely get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah like don't yeah. don't do it get out of the way create space so that the people that we work with the people that we do life with have an easy access mm-hmm. to god and we are the the witnesses or the ambassadors second mm-hmm. corinthians 5 says of people that represent this access to a king nice you imagine yeah yeah
1: i mean you think that yeah the 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 imagine what people would i mean people get people that look in get so hung up on some of these things and it's like imagine if
0: imagine if there were no, none of those barriers how how that would change well and the crazy thing is we've been saying this for like as long as i've been a christian um yeah we've been talking about this stuff yeah and it's still it's on its way but people are still getting caught in some yeah. of these stupid political churchy subcultural games yeah that really don't matter yeah like they really don't matter
1: hmm,
0: hmm. here's hoping Here's hoping. Here's hoping. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Well, we hope that you've uh, enjoyed this conversation. And uh, really the challenge for you is to think through that. Two things. One, are you depending on yourself for the sake of finding favor with God? You're doing the check boxes so mm. that he can say, hey, you're 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 good. You're good with me. Listen, if you're a Christian, you're good with him. If you've accepted uh by by grace through faith the amazing good name of jesus you're good you have found favor with god now the joy of your life is try to figure out how to please him Mm -hmm. and to do that you need to read your bible pray you know be around community i mean that's the joy of it right love god love people but then secondly for those that are watching who are christians how has your life become a barrier to people accessing god I mean that that is really (laughs) that should blow our minds that Jesus was so offended by a religious system that prevented people to get to God easily, that he would leave the temple, fashion a whip, come back and destroy everything going on. Like just create chaos around it because he hated it so much. Do we hate those religious systems as much as Mm -hmm. Jesus did? And if we don't if we enjoy the, the check boxes and all, all of those things, we should probably look inside of ourselves and say, are we even reflecting Jesus in the way that we think about that? And have we perhaps caused people in our own circles of influence, family, friends, coworkers, not to have easy access to God because we've, we've bought into systems. Hmm. So anyway, all that to say, just have a great week. Some stuff to think about and, uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode (laughs) perfect come back next week (laughs) anyway (laughs) masterpiece theater masterpiece theater have a great week uh thanks for watching